Blog Talk Radio.
Let us not miss what is going on. Let us not miss what we're, 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 we're destined to do. Esther was brought on here to understand and to hear and to exhort her people. She was here to stand before the natural king. Now, in this place that we're standing right now, who is the natural, quote-unquote, natural king? Esther, (laughs) she is a strong, beautiful, intelligent woman that had the tenacity to stand before the king, knowing that he hadn't called her, knowing that he, she wasn't even sure he wanted her. But under the faith of God, under the strength of God, she was made for such a time as this. Everybody goes through their trials. Everybody goes through their struggles. Everybody has issues. The problem is, is that we get stuck in the issues that we have. The one thing that Jesus Christ left for us, the Holy Spirit. When God left his disciples, he said, I am going to send you a comforter. Someone that will guide you in truth, in all truth, in spirit and in truth, excuse me. But we, most of us stand around like Christians that have no power. When the Bible says we're going to tread on serpents, there has to be power in that. The Bible says to go and teach and preach. And we have so many silent Christians. Man, woman, you were made for such a time as this. Stand. Stand in your confusion. Stand in your darkness. Stand. I call upon obedience, the spirit of obedience to lay upon you. Because if you are not obedient, the Bible says that your disobedience is rebellion. And rebellion is witchcraft. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. It speaks on it. Esther stood knowing that she could die. And she said to Mordecai, go and gather all the Jews of Susa. Fast from me and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. Now let's, let's stop for a minute there. Three days. Three days. Wow. There's a lot of things that come with three days. Uh, Jesus kind of rose from the dead in three days. He waited three days for Lazarus. Hmm. Three days. There's got to be something about that. I'm thinking three days means consecration. Take the time to consecrate yourself, your mind, your body, your soul. Stop what you're doing. Stop it. Because obviously it's not getting you anywhere stop what you're doing and stop looking to man to fix your problems when okay let let me put it this way if you're a car 
and you go, you're a Ford and you go to the Dodge dealer, how's that going to work for you? It doesn't because the Dodge dealer has to go and get your parts from Ford. So if we were created by God, why are we going to the creation instead of the creator? It doesn't work like that. Nobody has those answers except you and God and seeking his face. Not just his hand, because everybody wants the hand of God on their lives. And, oh, yes, I want God to touch me. And when God does touch me, everything's going to change. No, it's not because your heart isn't changed. Before a God that is holy and your heart is still going, well, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go drinking and I'm going to You're not changed. Transformation begins in the heart and obedience begins in the heart. In the heart, when you stand before God and say, all I want is you, all I need is you, you become transformed. She took three days for her transformation so that she may understand that she walked in God. She had to walk in him. She had to become small so that he could be enlarged in her. Favor is not fair. And that's what she was looking for, was God's favor. She was looking for God's light. She was starving and craving because she knew she couldn't do it alone. The tenacity of this woman was faltering, but she knew how to tap back into it and reach her destiny to save her people. So basically on the third day, Esther, let's go into chapter 5, Esther comes in from on the third day of fast. She puts on her royal robes and enters into the inner court of the palace, just across from the king's hall, and the king was sitting on his throne facing the entrance and when he saw Esther standing there in the inner court he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her so she approached and touched the end of the scepter so she walks in and she's standing there looking at her husband her king and her in those days they called her lord your husband was your sir your 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 sir over you She was looking at him, and he said, come. If she would have gone the day that she told Mordecai to go and, and fast and pray, do you think she would have had that favor? I, I don't think so. I think that consecrating yourself with God, joining your heart with God, is what brought her to That, that line of favor, that great line of favor. Now, she goes in and she, she says to him, she goes, he says, give me, tell me what you want. What is your request? I will give you everything, even half the kingdom. And she doesn't say why. She doesn't tell her husband why. She comes, he comes to him. All she says is, I need some time with you. Can you come? Can you come and have dinner with me? Can you come 
and have dinner with me. Now, I know everybody's going, oh, but the movie did this, but the the movie isn't, it doesn't truly understand, you don't truly understand unless you've been in Esther's shoes. Have you ever done something that has scared the holy snot out of you? Have you been in a place of darkness so deep that you have not been able to find your way out? I, I, I exhort you right now. I say, you know what? Stand in the name of Jesus. I stand with you, brother. I stand with you, sister. And I say, stand and be whole. But first, turn your face to God. Even in the darkest of dark, he says, I will walk you through the shadow of the valley of death. It is a shadow. It is a shadow. Understand? And I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to walk you through it. But you can't be walked through it if you're sitting on your bum. You can't be walked through it if you're having a temper tantrum in the mud. Well, I want this, and Sally has this, and 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 Jet has that, and you're you're looking at the wrong place. You're looking at the creation again. I, we go back to you're looking at the creation. You're looking at the creation. Stop looking at the creation. Look to the Creator. Look to the one who designed you. Because in the beginning, man, you are made in the image of, of God. So, man, if you're standing there running around like a chicken with your head cut off and not seeking God, you're not seeking your creator. Woman, you came from the rib of man. You are not to jump in front of him. You're not supposed to stomp on him. You're not supposed to drag him through the You're supposed to love your husband and respect him. This woman respected her husband so much that she was tormented in her heart to go before the king because her people were dying. She respected him. But she also loved her God. Loving your God. If you seek God in every opportunity, every moment of your day, and then you shut your mouth and listen. He will speak. And as you honor your God, you will honor your spouse. As you honor God, you will honor your parents. As you honor God, you will honor your children. It is a spiraling effect. It comes downhill. It stands, you stand next to God and God has a a perfect order of things. And that order cannot be broken because in the chaos, I don't know if y'all know this. Just I'm gonna put FYI, FYI out there. The world is a little right now. We've got things going that holy shit. I I am of awe of all that is going on. But honestly, it's because we lost the order of things. We have lost the true biblical sense So she goes into the can. He turns to his attendants and says, tell Haman to come quickly to the banquet 
as Esther had requested. So Haman went to Esther's banquet. And while they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, what you really want, what is your request? I will give you that you finish half the kingdom. Esther replied, this is best in my deepest wish. If I have found favor with the king. She did not call him whatever you want to call your husband. I don't even want to go there. She called him king. Now, this is my saying, and I know about other people, but my father is the king of kings. I respect my husband, and that's how I look at him, due to the fact that he was a creation, and he was and is a child of a king. Kingship doesn't change because his mom. He is always a king. And he says, and it is pleased the king grant me and do what I ask. Please come with me. Come with me. To the her, 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 her father, which is Mordecai, actually her uncle, who raised her, but she called him Papa because she was a child when her parents died. You're standing here, and Esther is knowing all that's going on. She knows. She knows what's happening. But all she wants to do is going to give favor. And she she could have tried to, to tell what you're killing my people, and, and, and I don't want to die, and, and I don't want you to kill, but God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. Abraham waited a hundred years for his son. God's timing is perfect. She waited. She waited. The Lord is obedient. It is to obey between you and God. I cannot tell you God speaks to you. I cannot tell God to you. You know, I have, you know, people that say, God talks to me in numbers. Hey, he doesn't do to me. He talks to me in dreams. But I'm glad he talks to you in numbers because I'd be confused. I can't judge you. Don't judge me. When God speaks to me, it's very graphic, vivid dreams. People go, well, God, do you do that? That's because that's my level. I had a brother today while speaking with him, and he told me, he said, you know, you, you should start praying for greater discernment. And it's so funny because I love this brother. I, I really do. If he only knew I had been begun to do that because God asked me, you want more? Do you want to see more? Then ask. So when my brother said that to me, it was just confirmation that God is about to give me a greater discernment. God is about to open doors to a greater awakening in my spirit. But it doesn't come without a cost. Everybody wants the prize, but nobody wants to pay the 
There's all everybody that wants to be responsible, but no one wants to take responsibility. This is not only the world to come, but the conditions of the community. Oh, no, no, I, I don't want to do it, but God needs to bless me this way. Take a box. Because one is the puppet. He's puppet. God is the master of the universe. He's the master of your heart, your mind. If you have said yes to God, then you need to say no to fear and to anger and to hatred and to lust and to murder. You say no. The Bible says you confront the devil and he will flee. He will flee. You're not understanding. And most people are like, I did that yesterday. Well, do it again today. He didn't say, confront the devil one time, and he will flee. He said, confront the devil, and he will flee. He didn't say one time. He didn't how many times you stand before, and you speak the name of Jesus above all names, and you let his spirit guide you to truth. So she goes in and she takes that second banquet. Now all this time there is there is murmuring. And her name is on everybody's lips. Oh my God, did you see what Esther did? Oh my God. Oh, oh no, oh, oh, oh. When you're doing the right thing, the devil can have your name all up in lights. Nothing with that. But remember, greater is he that is in you than he who is of the world. When you are doing something right, me when an old pastor, a pastor of mine, every time you move to a new level, you got a new devil. It stuck with me. And every time you move to a new level and you begin to move to a new level, there's this thing that stands in your face and goes, oh, you can't do that because you're not smart enough or you can't do that because you're not educated uh, or you're, you're not strong enough or you can't do that because you're a woman or you can't do that because you look at the devil and say, you know what? By the power of it in me, by the Lord Christ, the of the Lamb, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Be behind me, Satan. And step. you step. Because he ain't going to step. You surround. And you keep moving forward. Because you If Esther would have gotten stuck, I don't think we would have had Jesus gotten stuck in fear if Esther would have stood there and go well, I don't want to do this I- I'm not going to do it I- I'm too scared something would have happened do you see you know I mean the whole Bible is a lesson to be learned they are imperfect people doing the perfect will of God you can't tell me you're not good enough you can't tell me you're not smart enough you can't tell me that you don't know what you're doing everybody has a mind Everybody knows what's in their mind. I can't tell you what you're thinking and you can't tell me what I'm thinking, but I can tell you there is a perfect God. There is a perfect, including, caring God. Forgive us. Tell me, how many times are we supposed to stand before God with the same thing on us? No, we're not supposed to do that because when we come to him, we die to sin. So let's stand before God. So he goes home and he's like, you know, 
I'm going to just kill that. He doesn't realize it's Mordecai because they're dead. Calling him angry. And when she says, you know, in chapter 7, so the king and Haman went to Esther's <clears throat> on the second occasion while we're drinking, said again, Esther, Esther, tell me what you want, Queen Esther. What, what is will give to you, even if it is half the kingdom. Again, she didn't stand up and go, hey, dude, check this out. I want to tell you something. Had reverence and respect. Even though she, when you realize that there's something wrong in your marriage, don't go to your sister and go, oh, my God, girl. First of all, you respect marriage and your husband. She says, if I fight in favor of the king, and if it pleases the king to be talking with fear, I'm sure her sweating, I'm sure she was scared. But she did it afraid. I ask life and the lives of my people be spared. For my people and I have been sold to those who kill, slaughter, and annihilate us. If we merely be sold, then we would remain quiet, for that would be too treat a matter to warrant disturbing the king. Touch you. Esther replied, This wicked Haman is our adversary and our enemy. Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. Then the king jumped on his feet with rage and went out of the palace. So now you got to understand Xerxes, he was quote unquote saved. So he's going to be like, I want to kick somebody. I want to shoot somebody with my gun. Hey, that's But he walked away. He didn't, he didn't jump per se in his face. Favor. Do you think Esther would have been able to handle that? I don't. I'm a woman. I, I could not handle that. And applied, oh, excuse me. Harrison stayed behind to plead his life to Queen Esther. He knew that the king intended to kill him. And despair, he fell on the couch where Esther was reclining just And the king said, Will you? Will he even assault the queen right here in the palace before me, my very eyes? And as soon as the king spoke, his attendants covered him in face, signaling doom. Now, I've dealt on the way that time executed people. Other groups, they impaled them from the middle, and let the impalement go all, slide all the way down their body. Think about that. Insane. See, back way back, people executed. Didians, let me go back to that. Didians, I see 
need a vengeance to grow. One act of recovery, putting the pipe down, walking into and saying, I need help. Opening up a door where there was no door. What is it God calling you personally to do? Speak to that neighbor that you know is going through problems. You don't have much. You know you have a father and say, I know you're going through things but I want to help you. Going up to a child of, or a victim of violence and saying, let me walk you through this. Standing before your rebellion and saying, I'm not going to do you no more. God will increase and your rebellion will decrease. That's the bottom line to all this. Understanding who truly are the obedience. The time, it's a time of trials and tribulations. It is a time of rumors and wars. And we are standing like Christians. Because rebellion, anger, hate, murder, and we're afraid. afraid to move purple would have been annihilated. Now some people don't agree that this is the time that's happening like this. Have seen the time. Our families, our loved ones are being persecuted. Our brethren are dying every day. And we're here in the United States going, well, I can't believe a hamburger cost me three bucks. Dude, you're lucky to got the three bucks to go pay for it. Let us put our mouths our mouth. Because we need to find a place where we stand silent. Because peace something that you gain by running with your chicken with your head cut off. It's something weird. It's not something by by not standing on whistle. It's not something that you gain not higher than you when you're a new babe in Christ. Or even if you're a seasoned Christian. I mean, I pray that I I always have the listen. Just a legacy that wanted to leave you yourself. Before I say before anybody goes, Oh, amen, I love myself. Examine yourself. The Bible says that David would come before God and he would say, cleanse my heart. Because the is 
put it in in terms that people understand. I know I'm going to win. I read the book. I win. I win. I win. Money, because all of that will pass. Money comes and goes. Wealth comes and goes. Greatness comes and goes. You can live and fall in the same day. It's spiritual that need to survive. You sit there and watch your earthquake go, and as the earthquake is tearing everything down, you're watching to build up a new kingdom of and from it doesn't come from the fact that we don't know God. It doesn't come from the fact that we're afraid. Because we don't stand in fear. Fear is not something we should be living in. Fear is a lie. Confusion, a lie. The Bible says that he has given us power of a sound mind. Sound is that well for me? Let me explain what it looks like. For me, it looks like taking a deep breath and going, "All right, a hundred thousand things. Give me a minute. I just want to know what you want me to do. What's the most important thing for you? Because God, if it isn't the most important thing, you shouldn't be the most important thing for me. God, if it isn't what your heart." Do it. God and understand who he is. Scripture, it says he's in fire. Everybody wants the fire of God to fall. Everybody wants God to want to live in the overflow. When everything falls down and crumbles, they're like, oh, why? this can't be God. This can't be God. But seeing the test among there is a test, and you're only the testimony. And through there, walk by sight. Sometimes we have to walk in the dark. Sometimes we have to walk through the pain. Sometimes we have to walk through the fires of hell. Hell. Came back to her hand. Oh, bitter one. Oh, bitter one. Wow. So she wasn't bitter that, you know, she was bitter because she lost her family. It's hard. I've had people. God blessed her. This child followed her, her, her mother-in-law to be a blessing. But the mother-in-law couldn't even count as a blessing because she was calling herself bitter. bitter. Hmm. So how many people are sitting here in bitterness? And you can't even count one blessing. One. And God is just throwing weeks at your feet. And here I am. Take this and take that. And you're going, but I'm, I'm here. 
I can't. How you do that, I'm going to sit over here. Thank you. No, I can't. You tear yourself up when God is trying to show you himself strong. He's trying to show himself strong in your life. Things change every day. You know, the one thing that I love about the story of Ruth is she was obedient. Every time, she was told to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, she was told she was supposed to be redeemed, you know, and being redeemed. She did not have did not have she didn't have so she had her working in the field and she went into the field and I mean think about it now. Let let's think about this and I I, I do have to apologize. Uh I believe that I may Take and I did. But Ruth called herself in her name, the name that she named herself. And so, and I have to find real quick. She wanted to be called bitter. Ruth wanted to be called bitter. Her daughter-in-law working in the fields, blessing her, and 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 being there. It was a blessing, you know, because she was an old, but she was bitter. So she had, had her daughter-in-law her. Wow. You know, and the daughter-in-law was doing everything. It's like, and this, 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 this reminds me of how God is to us. We're angry, we're bitter, we're, we're spiteful, we're mean, but God is going here. Here's my love. Let me lavish it on you. Here's my love. Let me give this to you. Here's my love. Let me do this. Remember me? Do you know? It has been so long since you called my name. Do you you remember me? With a lot of young ladies. I love my girls. But I watched at some of them. Just keep running into brick walls. And God is going, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. And they're running into brick walls. And they're angry. They're bitter. And spiteful. And they're mean. God doesn't want us to be that way. He called us to love. Love yourself as you love your back into the bitterness if you're angry and you're bitter. How are you loving yourself? Kind of funky. Kind of funky. How are you loving your neighbor? If you can only look at the downfalls of people and you even you're only looking at your downfalls, honesty is downfall of people. you to go. It's time for you to find a permanent home so that you will be provided for. 
Boaz is a close relative of ours. And he's been very kind when you gather. Obedience. I'm sure you do. If you don't, I'm just kind of skimming over them. Boaz allowed Ruth to choose because she was obedient. And the name was Mara. And he was very kind to laugh with women. Tonight he will be in the knowing barley. When you go to meet your destiny, and it happened with both Ruth and Esther, when you go to meet your destiny. Take off the rags. Take off the anger. Take off the undoubt. Take off the fear. She and anointed herself. Both women went in. And changed sentence. Put on the oils of, of, that they needed for that moment. No matter how humble nor how regal they were. Take off the old wine skin. And Jesus talks about it in the New Testament. You put new, new wine and an old it breaks. Meaning can't pour if there Now as I do as I tell you, take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor. But don't tell Boaz, don't don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking and be sure to notice where he lies, go uncovered and lie down there. He will see what you do. So she's going to, she's going to go and put on perfume and then she's going to wait. She's going to lay at his feet. How many women would truly look at their Redeemer? Because we all have that person, male or female. But see, women, I'm talking to you right now, so don't even start pointing at your husband. How many of us women have that Redeemer and have that much respect for our spouse that we would lay at his feet until he noticed us? Okay, I'm not going to touch the subject. That's another time. Obedience. Obedience. The laying at the feet is I surrender all to you. I give it all to you. That is why we lay everything at the what? Jesus. I surrender to you, Jesus. Obedience. Okay. Surrender. We get at his feet. We don't get to him in his hands at his feet. Because God knows what to do with it at his feet. God knows what he has to do when it's at his God knows what he has to do when it's at his hands. But we're supposed to lay it at his feet. Laying at the feet of Jesus. Do everything you say. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and she followed the instrument of their own. 
obedience. Again, obedience. When we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, the only thing that's going to get us out is obedience. Obedience. It's painful. It hurts. There's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of tears. But until you're on the altar of God in obedience, you never really get Until you rip until you perfume yourself in his blood and his love. You can never say, I'm not a person. He worked with me. He molded me and molded me. And then he'll look at me and go, no, you're doing right. And he'll call my brethren, my sisters, my brothers, the hurting, the broken. Although they're few. Used in walking death. I exhort those who don't understand where life is leading them. Him and say, I got it. You. I got it. You have it. I got it. I hear you, God. I just, I want to pray with this of people. Jesus, but have been walking or not anymore. Today, you can receive understanding today. You can break those chains fear today. So if you guys give me a moment, let's pray with those who do not fully know our fear. It's a real simple prayer. And we just ask you pick up. We come before you accepting that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again. And that we confess that he is our Savior, our Lord. Your Lord says that you lead the sinners to the path of Christ. Thank you, those sinners. And I prepare everybody that this, and that is accepting. you. Let me give you praise in Jesus' name. I want to pray for those who are broken, who are not sure where to go, who are so caught up in the now that they can't see They can't even lift their heads. 
Butler. One drop. One drop saves the whole thing. And not even to be presumptuous or ostentatious, Lord, but I know that one night with you, one day, one minute with you changes everything. Here I come before your throne, and I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I ask you, cover them with the angels of heaven. But they are loved. The fear and the mock and all the pain that they live. I don't ask it. I ask you to show them glory in it. They are missing. I thank you, my Father, my King, and my Lord. Thomas and all his family. I pray for healing of loved ones. I pray for healing over my loved ones. And Father, I ask you that if anything that I have said is not of the Lord, any all day today, you know, the day is ending for us. I ask forgiveness and I ask you to give me the spirit of obedience. And I speak the spirit of obedience over myself. And I speak the spirit of obedience over all in family that are listening to today. And I thank you, Jesus. I pray and I honor you. In Jesus' name. I'm going to put a couple of songs on and um, see if so that we can sit here and just enjoy the presence of God. I, I, I challenge you other in today. Look, even small, you look at Jesus in the small and you'll find him. He says, "I if, if you acknowledge me in the small, I will exalt you into the big. Let's praise him. Where he sits at the right hand of the Father At the cross he made atonement His people he saved After three days he was raised And defeated the grave By faith the elect behold him His scepter is golden He must have been hot and slippery Cause death couldn't hold him The spotlight is on today's icons In a thousand years nobody will care That light's gone But at that time Christ will still shine bright He's not in the limelight He is the limelight 
Criminal minded, you've been blinded Looking for the body of Jesus, you won't find it We never lack spirit, letting you can't hear it Cause it's too empty like most secular rap lyrics Plato is dead, Socrates is dead Eric Tyler and Emmanuel Kant are dead Nietzsche and Darwin are dead However, Jesus is alive yeah. Buddha is dead, Muhammad is dead, yeah. Gandhi and Holly, Salati are dead, yeah. Elijah Muhammad is dead, however, Jesus is alive, yeah. Throughout history, there's been mad religious leaders, prophets, preachers, scholars, teachers. But when it came to the grave, no one could climb out. That's where Jesus stands alone, like taking a time out. And don't be misled, I got a level head. No resurrection, Christianity would have never spread. The disciples weren't stupid gods who would ruin their lives and then choose to die for what they knew was a lie. That would be beyond ridiculous. Now the issue is the risen Christ seen by 500 eyewitnesses. Imagine 500 people in a court of law, each of them taking a Stand reporting what they saw. If their stories lined up and made sense, the evidence would have to leave you convinced, no doubt. But still, it's by faith that we trust and praise the Son who was raised for identification. Check it out. Nero is dead. Constantine is dead. Genghis Khan and Attila the Hun are dead. Alexander the Great is dead. However, Jesus is alive. Yeah. Napoleon is dead, Lao Tzu is dead, Che yeah. Guevara and Henry VIII are dead, what? Saddam Hussein is dead, however, Jesus is alive. Yeah. Through faith in Christ, we've been saved from hell, because he's risen, it means we'll be raised as well, in glorified bodies fit for the new earth, for now we participate in the new birth, the universal reality of the true church, with resurrection power, watch the spirit do work, united with Christ, we reside in his light, abide in his might, keep in stride, as we fight the pride in our life, the lies and the spite, we strive to be wise as he guides, through the night, he'll tie and he'll slice, recognize that he's right, his brightness inside lights our eyes, and it's tight, decided to die to wash white, all our strife, his life was the price to delight, in his wife, he told death, strike, just to rise like a kite, all eyes on the Christ, let's prize him tonight, Pharaoh is dead, Cyrus is dead, Darius and Sennacherib are dead, Nebuchadnezzar is dead, however, Jesus is alive, Caesar is dead, Herod is dead, Antichrist and Judas are dead, Pontius Pilate is dead, however, Jesus is alive, he's alive, y'all, uh, He's alive, y'all. What? He's alive, y'all. Yeah. He's alive, y'all. Uh. All praise.
I hope you all have a blessed week and a blessed night. I'll you all for you.